Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, they've been evicted. Uh, there's been, uh, I think, considerable uh, military uh, uh, victories, you know, coming from, uh, you know, the U.S.-led forces and the like. I mean, that's that's certainly a good thing. And as, as you know, I've written about that extensively now. The you know uh, you know true to form that no good deed goes unpunished. Uh, you know what what we're really seeing now is you, you know maybe part two of this whole uh, shakeout uh, in, in the region around Iraq and Syria. Uh, a couple of things have been happening. The first is uh, the Kurds who have supported uh, the Americans very well through thick and thin in, in this battle against ISIS. Uh, you know, they've got a lot of problems uh, with the Turks, uh, who are, of course, making it complicated. A, the Turks are a, a NATO ally, at least in, at least on paper. Uh, but beyond that, you know, what we, I think, are seeing unfolding is, is the following. Look, in the region that we're talking about, you've got the proximity of Russian forces, American forces, Iranian forces, Syrian forces, Israeli forces, uh, and, you know, this intermingling uh, on some, some events have, you know, really led to, uh, you know, to some violence. And an Israeli plane's been shot down. Uh, the Israelis have retaliated. Uh, but I, I think if you, you know, and it's, it's hard to discuss on the phone without, you know, people envisioning a map. But, uh, you know, if you look at a, a map of the region, you know, what I think is happening, you know, in a very slow and sure way, uh, is the Iranians would like to sort of build capabilities around Israel, uh, and in, again, in case of, you know, really major conflict, that they can draw upon, uh, you know, some Syrian forces, Hezbollah, uh, their proxy, of course, uh, and the like. The Israelis have publicly said, the Israeli Prime Minister uh, Netanyahu has said, you know, don't test us. But I, you know, I think the, the, you know, the people I've talked to, you know, around the city, you know, share a, you know, cautionary view. Again, the, the only thing to expect in the Middle East is the unexpected. Uh, but I, I think there's, you know, a few people around, you know, this city that pay attention uh, to those issues that, that would not be surprised if, you know, some really uh, unpleasant hostilities even beyond you know, these little skirmishes really broke out. Uh, and, and I think we're, you know, it would be a real test for Donald Trump, among other things, you know, as he tries to still, deal, still, you know, deal with, uh, you know, North Korea and the like. So, you know, political leaders don't like a crisis. They really don't like two crises. So, you know, I, I think for all of us in the coming weeks, it'll be interesting to see if cooler heads prevail in the Middle East. But... You know, I, I am not at all confident that we will, you know, get through uh, the next three, four weeks without, you know, even more, uh, more conflict than what we've been seeing. Dan, what, what, what do you make of uh, Doc, Dr. Jack's uh, great commentary there? 
Well, I, I think uh, um, my perspective might be uh, a little different. Um, I think that um, <clears throat> there's a couple of issues that I think are important. Um, I think that the the Iranians are the are the linchpins here, and I think that they're interpreting that the the challenges to the leadership of Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, the Prime Minister of Israel, um, is a, a sign of weakness on his part, and perhaps some uh, indication of distraction upon the Israelis that would uh, leave them vulnerable to some kind of attack from who knows who. Um, <clears throat> I also think that there is a quiet alliance going on between um, the Israelis and the Saudi Arabians. Um, right now, the, the only true tactical nuclear weapons in the Middle East are in the hands of the Israelis. The Saudis, I think, have some great concern about uh, whether or not the Iranians are cheating on the agreement with the, with the coalition and uh, rapidly moving towards some type of a, a tactical nuclear weapon uh, that they can use against uh, virtually anybody in the region, including Israel and perhaps Saudi Arabia. Uh, uh, I wish IQ was here because he could bring us a, a even more fine interpretation. But it seems to me that for, pick a number, 12, 1300 years, the conflict between the Shias and the Sunnis uh, has been there. Uh, it is clear that, to me that there is no love lost between the Saudi Arabians and, and the Iranians who are the largest center of um, Shiite uh, Muslim in, in, in the world. And I, I, I just really think that um, the, the, the Iranians and the Syrians and their terrorist groups uh, are underestimating what I believe is a quiet but strong relationship between Saudi Arabia and 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 Israel and should there be attacks I wouldn't be surprised to see joint air forces between the Saudis and the Israelis attacking uh, the perpetrators We've got Dr. Jack Caravelli with us today. We've also got Dan Perkins, best-selling author Dan Perkins, and uh, also best-selling author Dr. Jack Caravelli. We've got an author-to-author -author, uh, show here today here on our big broadcast. Now, uh, something, Dan, that you've written about in your books, and I know that Dr. Jack has talked about it on, on many occasions on this program, is um, a black energy attack on, on power grids. The, 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 the power grid is something that a lot of folks are, uh, are, are now starting to to uh, to to recognize and uh, let's talk a little bit in this segment about a lights out scenario. Um, basically, it's not a myth; it's a coming reality. As as power shuts down, there is darkness and sudden loss of electric electrical conveniences. As batteries lose power, there is more gradual failure of cell phones, portable radios, flashlights, emergency generators. They provide pockets of light and power, but there's a little running water anywhere. And uh, America's extreme vulnerability to a 
cyber attack on its electrical power grid could plunge millions of people into total darkness for many months is something that could happen at any time if a catastrophic event were to occur. And are you prepared? Now, first of all, I want to talk with uh, with Dan. Let's start out with you. What could happen if there was an attack on the power grid? Well, the American power grid is so overtaxed right now. We haven't really built any new, significant new plants uh, in the power structure. Uh, and we have uh, a lot of plants that are rapidly coming uh, down in their useful life. We're, we're closing some nuclear plants. So we have a tremendous strain in the power grid. And you're right, Jim, in, in one of my books, I wrote about an attack on the grid and how, <clears throat> uh, for example, you you could you could you could take out the power generators at Hoover Dam and take a significant amount of the supply not only to Southern California but to other parts of the United States. And you take that off the grid, you you further weaken the grid, which could cause further collapses. Um, you know, the darkness issue is is one thing, but uh, the electricity creates lack of electricity creates much bigger problems than darkness we have no refrigeration we don't have any way to preserve food uh our our financial system can't function the internet doesn't function um can't do banking can't get your social security checks may not be able to get gasoline for your cars so that that a, a attack on the infrastructure of power generation in this country uh, is probably a very significant threat. Um, I think the idea that the that these these smart bombs that can be exploded in the atmosphere that will wipe out the the chips and all that stuff, I'm sure that's possible. But I think a a, a more traditional Physical attack on the on the power plants themselves uh, would put us in in serious difficulty. I've, I even I've even written about my plan of attack for North Korea. Their infrastructure is 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 teetering on the brink. They have regular brownouts and blackouts rolling all through that country all the time because they they don't have the money to maintain their plants. The the coal that they do get. They're they're using um, it, it. They just can't keep it keep them running and keep them operating because they have very little cash coming into the country, and so that that would be a way to really paralyze North Korea. It just take out their electrical grid, and you can do that with selective bombing of of um, certain power plants. You wouldn't touch the nuclears because of the potential potential um, contamination, but you could knock out the electrical ones, uh, coal, very quickly. So uh, I think that it, it's 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 kind of like Dick Cheney when after he left the, the White House, uh, he was interviewed uh, a few years later, and he said that he felt that it was only a matter of time before we have a nuclear attack in the United States, and it wasn't ever a matter of if; it's only a matter of when. Uh, I think that uh, you will see uh, attacks against the uh, electrical infrastructure in the United States, and it and it doesn't have to be a broad attack. Attacking a few specific facilities will put so much pressure on the grid 
that it'll collapse. Dr. Jack, your, your thoughts on this? Well, uh, James, it, it's an extremely important issue, very complex. I, you know, I very much think that, you know, uh, Dan's remarks are, you know, for better or worse, uh, headed in the right direction. We are, as a society, extremely vulnerable. Uh, our uh, energy infrastructure is fragile. Uh, you know, we've been aware of it for literally decades. We probably haven't done nearly enough to protect ourselves. I'll, I'll give you one example of, you know, what I experienced. There were a few, there was a, a few summers ago a, um, a major uh, blackout uh, in the summer in the uh, Washington area. You know, I live in northern Virginia. We were without electrical power for six days, and I will tell you, even six days of that, in the summer was misery at the very least uh you know and obviously you would not want to see that you know happen on an even larger scale um what dan was referring to the atmospheric nuclear bursts are called electromagnetic pulses uh you know they are formidable it, it would be essentially even one nuclear weapon detonated high in the atmosphere you know could spread a you know a, a very damaging uh, again, uh, magnetic pulse against computers, various electrical devices that are not shielded. Um, but there are, again, and I would agree with Dan, you know, there's other sort of uh, lower-tech ways to do that. I can think of a, um, a, a situation that was revealed by our Department of Justice uh, a couple of years ago. There was an indictment against uh, Iranian entities who were trying to hack into the U.S. banking system, and that made the, you know, the big headlines. But what did not make the headlines nearly as prominently as it should, I would argue, was at the same time these Iranians also, uh, and they'll never face justice in America, of course, uh, but these Iranians also were indicted, again, and this is now public knowledge, by the Justice Department because of an attempt uh, to take control of a dam uh, in upstate New York and, and flood the area. Uh, it, it failed uh, for a couple of different reasons, but, you know, the, the idea should be, uh, you know, it, it's in our minds, as obviously it is in the minds of our opponents, uh, again, of our, you know, the fragility or vulnerability of, the, uh, of our energy infrastructure. So we've got a lot to do. I, I know that there are uh, good groups, uh, parts of the country, like in the TVA, the Tennessee Valley Authority, that, you know, cooperate, collaborate on different approaches. But the, you know, the fact of the matter is a, a successful, massive cyber attack, and I'm not saying that's imminent, but I'm also not saying it's impossible, an attack of that magnitude w would be, and I use this word carefully, it would be crushing to any of those involved, as I said, you know, six days of going through through the uh, the heat of the summer in the Washington area with no electrical power and everything else that came with that, as Dan was saying, no computers, uh, you couldn't buy gas. Uh, you know, there were there, were, there was virtually uh, a total shutdown of the of society uh, is not something we want to face. But as with too many other things going on. Right now, James, uh, we are a nation that seems largely either unable or unwilling to take on hard problems like this and 
even begin to provide solutions. So we, we've got a lot of catching up to do, and the, uh, I, I will tell you the clock is ticking. Uh, Jim, I'd like to follow up that if I might. Yes, jump in there, jump in there. I wrote, I wrote a story a couple of years ago about two incidents in this country. One was in California where some group of people with uh, 50 caliber guns were uh, attacked a power plant to try and knock out the transformers and actually shut down the plant. Uh, they didn't assign that to any particular terrorist group or group, but they did find hundreds and hundreds of 50 caliber shell casings and they could see the bullet, the bullet marks in the transformers that shut it down. And they ultimately shut down the plant. Not too far after that, uh, there was another story at the Tennessee Valley Authority where a band of people tried to attack one of the nuclear facilities and were driven off by, by security. So those are two reported incidents of some nature of attack against two power facilities in the United States. What, what I do think is, is uh, to follow up the observation of Jack, and I would love to, I would love to have his reaction to what I'm about to say. I, I think that we have politicians in Congress who have demonstrated that they have no clue what's going on in the real world. Um, the idea that that we could sit around and do nothing and we could not do something about the grid in our country and how to, to harden it and to, to deal with it, that they just, it's like, Jim, I've written so many times about understanding the the radical Muslims and we, you and I and, and, and IQ have talked about the the, the Quran and Sharia law and how it motivates these people. Uh, I really believe that we have a lot of congressmen and senators who are naive about what's going on in the world and in many cases naive about what's going on in the real world in the United States. Doctor. Yes, well, uh, look, it's, uh, it's impossible. It's not hard. It's impossible you know, to disagree with with Dan on that. Uh, again, the, you know, J James, you're sort of teeing up for us the, you know, the questions on infrastructure and particularly energy or, you know, point to, you know, these problems. But again, we could, the three of us could probably point to, a, you know, a couple of dozen of other uh, others of, you know, similar magnitude that just are not being addressed. Um, you know, why that is, we could probably debate for another hour but, you know, I, I think it's telling, and you and I were talking about this before we came on the air, that, again, we, we, we are not finding honest and helpful solutions to a whole range of problems. And, again, you know, pick any handful. And, you know, if, if those, like, you know, other than, you know, Dan or me or you can point to real solutions, leaving aside ideology to, you know, to these questions, then I, I'd, I'd be amazed. But, look, I again, I, I come back to the point it's impossible, you know, to, to argue that Dan is wrong because he's not. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is really troubling. It's not a Democratic problem or Republican problem. It's, a, it's an American problem. And, uh, you know, we, again, you know, James, I, you know, I've always given you great credit for, <clears throat> you know, t telling the story, letting people hear people like, you know, Dan, talk about these things and IQ and, and me a little bit, but, 
you know, we, we need people that are informed and good and honest media like you, you know, are, are really critical to this. But, you know, I mean, you can look at any of the polling that's done, and I think the overwhelming majority of Americans would say that, as I did, that Dan is absolutely right. And, you know, we've we, we just got to start demanding more from our politicians, and we can't sit back and just wait to elect a, a new group of, ind- of indifferent types every two years. And if that sounds harsh, well, I don't apologize. Right. <laughs> Jim, let me, let, me, um, let me bring it into literally a different reality, but on the same subject matter we're talking about of politicians. Uh, I wrote a commentary that's on Newsback on the cover page today. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.